Welcome back for this week's episode, A Monumental Occurrence, getting Shannon and Kevin back on with us after they had both nice long hiatuses and again, just had too much going on last week to do an episode. So happy to be back, have Andrew back on next week to do a little bit of everything. We're going to bring back our favorite tradition, trivia with these two, all sports trivia. Going to try kind of a new experiment where we mix in some modern topics with sports trivia, especially with all that's going on in the football world. So as we come across various topics, if we want to mix in some college football, NFL, NASCAR topics, or anything else that comes to these two, these two's minds with the James Harden trade, anything else like that. Uh, anything else we need to get in before we do trivia? No, but I saw James Harden. He is not playing tonight. So sad. <laughs> you could probably say that for about 50 games this year. Yes. Total. Is this going to be like the Nets? How many games will the big four and the Clippers play together? Is that hurt? Or is that just before they break up and someone wants out? <laughs> Ooh, that's a that's, trade somebody. That's the first question. Who's the first one that wants out? Uh, they'll they'll trade Russell Westbrook. He won't ask to leave. They'll just trade him for somebody else later this season. Somebody older. Somebody older. Go get Kyle Lowry while you can. They can get your Jeff Green guy. Hey, make it an even dozen. He's probably played for the Clippers at some point, hasn't he? Feels like he's been on there. I already have like 35 tabs open for trivia. I don't know if I can handle another one. Well, while you're finding the one you want to get to, I'd like to share one of my greatest sports regrets of my adult life. And that is um, I had the opportunity to go to an Oklahoma City Thunder finals game when they had Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Russell Westbrook. And I was too tight at the time. I was like, I'm not going to spend that money. And I've regretted it ever since not going. They ended up losing in the finals, but still it would have been fun to go to Oklahoma City and watch them in a finals game. And I would have worn my Kevin Durant Supersonics jersey. And I would have been able to say I did it, but I didn't. And so that's one of my big regrets. That would have been a pretty uh, fun thing to say you went to. I don't think I remember a single thing about that series or the Thunder in general about that. I kind of remember the Durant and Westbrook and Harden was what kind of just off to the side at that time. He was six man. Yeah. Six man. So, um, but yeah, pretty, pretty wild that they were together at that early age before they all started causing all their problems everywhere else. Serge Ibaka, Nick Collison, Tabo Cephalosha. You should have gone to that. Thanks. All right, top two favorite. Yeah, can Kevin's. you tell us what the series, what that series was in the finals? Mm. The Heat. <laughs> it, I'm pretty sure it was four two to the Heat. They even get two. I was going to say five. It didn't feel like it was very close, though. Yeah, it wasn't. I thought they got swept. Well, maybe we could break out the old Encyclopedia Britannica and figure it out. Would that be under H for Heat or M for Miami Heat? Which <laughs> which one do I need? No, it did go. Part. It, it did go five games. The Heat won it in five. Okay. Uh, and to answer your question, uh, Jeff Green, one season with the Clippers, uh, 2015-2016, when they made it to the playoffs. So he must have been part of one of those Lob City. I think that was still Lob City era with Blake Griffin and Chris Paul. Well, if they make it again this year, we'll know who the missing ingredient has been the last seven years. Uh, since then, he's played with the Magic, the Cavs, the Wizards, the Jazz, the Rockets, the Nets. The Oh, is he part of the Nuggets? He got a ring with the Nuggets last year and now with Houston until he gets traded to the Clippers. Anyway, should we get to actual trivia? Sure. I'm uh, just turning on the World Series game here. As a big baseball fan of myself, I figure I should watch the end of the season. <laughs> we, are we in the ninth yet? We're ninth inning. One to zero, Ooh. I'm told. Top of the ninth. So just the like Rangers I'm, are going to score some more runs, maybe. Imagine a Super Bowl, you get into the fourth quarter, and the score is 3-0. 
Um, I don't think Iowa can play in the Super Bowl, but maybe like a Rose Bowl, three to zero, fourth quarter. All right. So going to get into our trivia here. If you've listened to us before, kind of the same format. I do tweak it a little bit every time. But our first round here is going to be Jeopardy style. You don't have to say what and or who at the beginning of the answer, but there's going to be three categories, four questions per category. Then we have our 12-question lightning round, and then the pick your poison at the end where there's a few tweaks in there. But by virtue of uh, Shannon winning on punctuality, we'll give him first choice of question in the Jeopardy round. Each one of these questions worth one point. First person misses, second person can steal. You have 2023 NFL quarterbacks, this day in NBA history, and NHL players who only played for one franchise. Uh, we'll take quarterbacks. You have one, two, three, or four points. One, please. For one point, three quarterbacks drafted in rounds four through six from the 2023 NFL draft are scheduled to start this week. Name any one of those players. Aiden O'Connell. Aiden O'Connell, good job for the point. There's like seven rookies starting this week. Can you name the either two from rounds four through six, not for points, but just for funds? Yes, I can. Uh, I, I just need a moment in time. Also, folks, play along at home. Get your husband, wife, kids, grandma, grandpa. Play along, see who wins. <laughs> um, Clayton Toon. Clayton Toon, well done. And so the Raiders play somebody that sucks as well. And their quarterback is a rookie, but I'm going to have to pass and let somebody else take this one. Who do they play? I don't even know who they play. That is uh, not the answer for the other person we're looking for, but Kevin should know know the third one. Rounds four through six. Because if I just said from the early rounds, you would have easily gotten C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. Oh, starting starting this week. Yes. Um. All right. So you are yeah. overthinking it, uh, but geographically, should have been easy for Kevin. Starting for the Minnesota Vikings in place of the injured Kirk Cousins, Jaron Hall out of BYU. Oh, yeah. They even know who their quarterback was going to be. <laughs> I was a little shocked he was Jaren getting Hall. the start. I've heard that. Like, they're, they're still in it to potentially make a wild card. Like, Sean Mannion's been there since you were in high school. You would think he would have a grasp of the offense and be able to do it. Is Jaron Hall actually starting? According to the depth charts as of today, when I put this together, he was listed as the starter. The Josh played back up. He got in on Sunday and right. And people were saying he was absolutely terrible when he got in. I, I didn't mean, see it, but that's what I've heard. On this word on the street. Well, he's got a week to figure it out. I don't even know who they play this week. Side note, the Rangers are up three zero now. Yeah, that yeah, the ball just went triple. through that guy's legs. All right, Shannon, your choice. Two points, quarterbacks. Two points. Third stringer Tommy DeVito is the projected starter for what team this week? He was an undrafted rookie this year, so he did not qualify for the previous question. The New York Giants. New York Giants, there you go. Two points. You're asking questions about guys you're texting about. <laughs> <laughs> see, I see, see if you guys are paying attention. You're the only one that didn't know Tommy DeVito's backstory on Sunday. I'd never heard of that human being. Is he actually starting? I thought Daniel Jones is starting. No. Uh, as of Tommy as of DeVito. Today, uh, his, his NFL stat line is two attempts for or two completions, seven attempts, and minus one passing yard. It's impressive. Keenan Allen currently has more passing yards. I'm going to say he does not start. So come we'll back, come back and move those points to Shannon if we need to. <laughs> Who do they play, Darren? Do you know? I think I think it's Raiders Giants. So Aiden oh, O'Connell God. versus Tommy DeVito. That's embarrassing. All right, still your board. Three points for quarterbacks. Three points. PJ Walker of the Cleveland Browns is one of the few XFL to NFL success stories. Name either the city or the mascot of his XFL team. 
Birmingham. Incorrect. Also clarifying it is Giants at Raiders this week. Oh, the Diamondbacks are toast. Uh-huh. Uh, PJ Brown. Kevin James. I am going to go with, here. I have no idea. Let's say uh, XFL teams. Let's go with Washington. The Houston Roughnecks. Awesome. Mm, good pull. All right, so no correct answer there. Still Shannon's board. Four points. Quarterbacks. Four points in 2023 NFL quarterbacks. Tyson Badgent is a real person who's starting at quarterback in the NFL this year. Where did he go to college? Division two school. <laughs> at best. Sheffield? Something? Schroeder? <laughs> Shepherd's step... Sheppensville, Sheppensburg. Does it start with an S? Shepherdsville. It does. You guys are dancing all around it. Shodan College. (laughs) The Monarchs. The Shodan Monarchs. (laughs) From Shodansville, Virginia. (laughs) Shepherdsville, Pennsylvania. Monarch. All right. I'm going to take a pass on this. You were both close, Shannon. You basically almost said it. He went to Shepherd College. Oh. Yeah, that's that's their new name. We were saying all their past names. That will come in handy for a future question. All right, so we're out of NFL quarterbacks. You've got this day in NBA history or single franchise skaters. Yeah, um, let's go with this day in NBA history for one, please. This day in NBA history. This future MVP guard made his debut for the Phoenix Suns in 1996 on this day. Steve Nash. Nash, Kevin jumping in there for one point. It wasn't going to be my guess, but two points. He said he got one. On this day in NBA history, this awesomely named big man was traded from the Pacers to the Supersonics in 1993. Sean Kemp. Incorrect. It's not an awesome name. Um, Big Country. <laughs> Do I need his real name? Well, he was not even awesome in college name? yet. <laughs> you sure? It's like early 90s, right? No? Um, from the Pacers? Pacers to the Supersonics in 1993. Pacers to the Supersonics in 1993. Um, this is before his time. Rick Smith, though, because he's fun to talk about. You're a lot closer. Detlef Shrimp. Oh. One of the best names for not getting that one. Yeah, as you should be. I should have definitely got that. Listen to this. Big Country Bryant Reeves played for the Grizzlies from 95 until 01. All right. All right, Kevin, your board. Same category? Three points, yeah, or wherever we're at. Three. All right, three points this day in NBA history. In 2006, we saw the debut of Rajon Rondo, Paul Millsap, Kyle Lowry, and this beloved Portland Trailblazer. Rayon. Incorrect. I know who it is. Brandon Roy. Brandon Roy, good pull for three points. Thank you. His name just needed to come into my brain. And I did not remember that Detlef Schrempf played for the Pacers. So I'm going to be mad about that. Four points. The best player in the short history of the Vancouver Grizzlies debuted on this day in 1996. What is his name? Again, pay very close attention to Vancouver Grizzlies. Damon Stoudemire. Incorrect. Went we'll from one good blazer answer to a bad blazer answer. Rod Strickland. Isn't he also a blazer? Why are you guys naming blazers? We really liked them <laughs> on uh, NBA Jam. Yeah. Portland's no, really when close they to Vancouver. You remember that Saturday morning show that they did about NBA teams? Inside stuff with Ahmad Rashad. Yeah, that show, and then he talked about like the when the Blazers were thugs <laughs> that really i really like that Bale blazers era yeah stoudemire was, was part of that played bulls versus Blaz- 
Bulls versus Blazers in the NBA playoffs on Sega the other day. I, I pulled the game out mm. and hooked the Sega up. Maybe I'll do that tonight. There you go. All right. So I'm guessing we're not getting answers. Also a member of the awesome name club, Sharif Abdur Rahim. It's like a all rookie mm. team and ended up being an all-star for the Hawks. All right. So as we sit here heading into the final Jeopardy category, Shannon's ahead six to one. We have 10 points available here in single franchise speakers. I'm going to name a hockey player. You're going to tell me where they spent their entire career in the NHL. So with a Shannon's board, which point would you like to start with? One, please. All right. One point, Alexander Ovechkin. Washington Capitals. One point for Shannon with the Capitals. Two points, Mario Lemieux. Philadelphia Flyers. That is a miss. Penguins. Penguins. Kevin coming in, getting two points, catching up. Number three, Steve Iserman. Red Wings. Wow. Detroit Red Wings. Going up 10 to 3 with four points on the board here. Steven Stamkos, the most recent player. Maple Leafs. That is a miss. Um, one of my favorite players on one of my favorite teams. And a reminder that hockey has started. We need to give hockey some attention here going forward. I keep bumping it down the to-do list. Rangers. One of the best players on the Tampa Bay Lightning. while well, they've been winning all their championships. Oh. After the Jeopardy round, Shannon is ahead 10 to 3. Some impressive answers there. Polls of Brandon Roy, Steve Eiserman to the Red Wings. And we learned who Tyson Badgent is and Tommy DeVito. I guess I should have known Kevin Blow of Syracuse. All right. So in the lightning round, we have 12 questions. Shannon, by virtue of being ahead, will get to pick evens or odds. First player can get two points. If they miss, the other player can steal for one point. So, Shannon, your choice, would you like the evens or the odds first? Evens. Evens. So that gives Kevin the first shot at number one. All right, Kevin, first question. Who won the first ever NASCAR title in 1949? Uh, Tommy Roy. <laughs> Correct. I'm going to let Shannon tell me if that's an but I thought he got third that year. <laughs> uh, Lee Petty. You're close, but it is Red Byron. Lee Petty came along a few years later. Mm. Red Byron, that may have been his one glory year. All right. So Shannon for two points. On pro football reference, they come up with approximated value, kind of like war to measure how much you contributed to a team. Who is the Jacksonville Jaguars career leader in approximate value? He was an offensive weapon for that team. Maurice Jones Drew. Kevin, would you like a shot to steal for a point? Um, Fred Taylor. You guys are in the backfield. Got to go to the White House. The forever underappreciated Jimmy Smith. Back to Kevin for question three. What NFC team has the most playoff losses in NFL league history? Who's making a lot of playoffs and not doing very well when they get there? Let's go with the Vikings. I'll be danged. Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> thought that was special that you got that question. They have like a top seven winning percentage or something like that. And the NFL top six, they win a ton. Just not yes. Super Bowls. Yes. <laughs> it's like Dallas has 36 playoff appearances and 30 losses. And Minnesota has like 31 appearances and 31 losses. All right, so we're up to Shannon for number four. What team won the NHL Stanley Cup earlier this year? Florida Panthers. They made it, and they came up short. Who beat them is the question now. Kevin with a one-point chance to steal. Florida Panthers lost to Carolina. Another team that was in it but lost out. I forgot this myself until somebody reminded me. The Vegas Golden Knights. Oh, Mm. 
It was that fun thing when the Heat and the Panthers were both Cinderella's in Miami at the same time. All right, number five. Who has the most title fights, win, lose, or draw in UFC history? Um, let's go with drawing huge blanks on all the people that I know that are older. Um, Ortiz. Incorrect. I'm assuming Tito Ortiz, but that is incorrect. A lot of fights, just not as many title fights. Randy Couture. A good one. I think he's second on the list, but number one is John Jones, the current heavyweight champion. Give me previous names of the game now known as the Cheez-It Bowl. Yeah, I I probably can. Um, Made its debut in 1990 for all those interested. Only only bowl game that debuted that year. Uh, let's let's go with the Gator Bowl. It's in the, incorrect. What was the Gator? Isn't the Gator Bowl still the Gator Bowl? Don't act like you know. I don't. I luckily have that. I have this list in front of me. I'm like, where's the Gator Bowl? All right, Kevin with a chance to steal the Cheez-It Bowl. Do you even know what the Cheez-It Bowl actually is? Um, but it's not that anymore. No, it is the Cheez-It Bowl. I'm asking. I thought what... it was the Pop Tarts Bowl. Now, the question still stands: One What were the previous names of the Cheez-It Bowl? Right. Um, the Cheez It Bowl was the Campion World Bowl, mm. Cheez It Bowl, and the Pop Tart Bowl after the Cheez It Bowl. Um, so Campion World Bowl, Champ Sports Bowl. You, you you only get points for one. Only one. Yeah. Campion World Bowl. Campion World Bowl is correct. So it, if these are in order, it began life as the Blockbuster Bowl. Then the CarQuest Bowl, Micron PC Bowl, Tangerine Bowl, Champ Sports Bowl, Russell Athletic Bowl, Camping World Bowl, Cheez It Bowl. Pop Tart Bowl. Pop Tart Bowl. <sighs> oh, I did have to scroll back quite a ways because it is one of the oldest. So the Gator Bowl is one of like the 10 oldest bowl games. And it was the Tax Slayer Bowl. Now back to the Gator Bowl. So I'd be a little worried if I was a business because let's go back. So it was the Blockbuster Bowl, right? <laughs> that's not a thing anymore that's gone i've not heard of micron pc in the past 15 years gone. i think that was uh like a 2000 1999 thing right they might have died shortly after that russell athletic I don't, do they still make like jock straps or something oh yeah you can get their stuff Football buy all kinds of uniforms from them all right okay so so then maybe there is still companies that exist after funding real, so. all right what else do we have after them then after russell athletic what else uh, so we had Camping World. I think they're doing okay. Yeah, so they're fine. Russell Champ Athletic. Sports. Champ Sports. Is that like the Champ Closing or is that a different thing? Is no, it like... Like, yeah, like Champ's Clothing at the mall. One of those. Those still exist. I don't know. I mean, tangerines were never popular. And the CarQuest Bowl. I don't know how CarQuest is doing in the grand scheme of things. Still alive, probably. <laughs> Trying to see uh, some of the other fun ones. I mean, MPC computers, those are gone. Humanitarians are both gone. So famous Idaho potatoes in trouble. Car, you say do car that for quest? Every bowl game. Go through all the sponsors that have died since they were the sponsor of that bowl and see <laughs> which one has the most the dead companies. That's a good idea. I'll work on that while you guys come up with answers for question seven. So it was a Kevin's odds. Who's the career leader in WNBA games played? Uh, WNBA games played. Let's go with um, Lisa Leslie. Incorrect. Shannon, would you like to try to steal for a point? Cheryl Swoops. Incorrect. Got to go more recent. I think she just retired within the last year or two and has a pretty comfortable lead on this category. It is Sue Bird. Diana Tarazi is in second right now. Mm. 
Those both would have been better guesses. Uh, Shannon, question eight. Now, this it's a wordy question. Of the top 10 NBA players with the most career titles, nine of them were part of those Celtics dynasties in the 60s when they really didn't play anybody, so they just racked up titles. Who's the only player in the top 10 most NBA titles who was not part of that Celtics team? He was on three different franchises that won rings. Robert Ory. Big shot, Bob. Two points for Shannon on that one. All right, question nine for Kevin. Who was the last Big 12 wrestler to win most outstanding at the NCAA tournament? Now, I'll give you a bit of a hint. Just because I say Big 12 doesn't mean they're currently in the Big 12, but they were in the Big 12. Let's go with Jordan Burroughs. That's a wrong answer. I believe Nebraska was already in the Big 10 by the time Mr. Burroughs won his. Could be wrong on that, but... Shannon thinking they were it. they they were in the Big Twelve when this guy won. Yes, he was the okay. counts as the last Big Twelve wrestler to win most outstanding. But that does not mean that they were in. They are in the Big Twelve anymore. They could be, but they don't have to be. Um. While you work the, on that, sorry. Yeah. No, I'm thinking. You share your nugget of knowledge. There's two different Meineke car care bowls. There's the Meineke Car Care Bowl, that's now the Belk Bowl, and there was the Meineke Car Care Bowl of Texas, that's now the Texas Bowl. Fascinating. And I I mean, you could have almost called shenanigans, because the Cheez-It Bowl used to be a different bowl before it became the Cheez-It Bowl. Because it was was the Cheez-It Bowl in Phoenix. Yeah, because it was the Copper Bowl, then the Insight Bowl that I think Iowa State played in, and then the B-Dubs Bowl, the Cactus Bowl, the Cheez-It Bowl, and then it became the Guaranteed Rate Bowl. Is it the Camping World the Orange Bowl now? The Camping World the Orange Bowl or something like that? Oh, is it? Uh, I don't know that I have. Like, I thought bowl the Cheez It in Orlando point. opened up because Camping World moved to a different bowl. Gotcha. The Dixie Classic is a thing of the past. There was a Bacardi Bowl in the 30s. I'm wondering if that's a different thing. There's the Oil Bowl, the Salad Bowl, the Dixie. There's Dixie Bowl and the Dixie Classic. Well, Darren, I, I really truly don't have a good guess but in in the spirit of playing i'm going to say jaden cox Ooh, you're you're at the right school you just need to go a little bit further back in time and you would have been right on mr ben he said jaden cox j apostrophe den but no ben askren i was gonna get that by the way with my next guess mr ben I should have got that with my first guess, though. It's weird to think back how good like Oklahoma State mostly has been, and Iowa State that Askren was still the most recent. Um, no, this these next two should be fitting since you guys have been watching baseball. Question ten, Shannon first. Who led the twenty twenty three Diamondbacks in hits, runs, triples, and stolen bases? Hmm. Since you guys are baseball fans now, Marte. We love him, but Cattell Marte is not the right answer. Joe <laughs> Mauer, Joe Mauer, <laughs> Joe Mauer. Uh, uh, Craig, uh, Craig Council, does he still play for the Diamondbacks? My uh, guess is will not be any more right than Craig Council. It is Corbin Carroll. He's a rookie with them, or uh, making his big league debut this year. Had a fantastic season. I think he was an All Star. Been the kind of the driving force getting them to this point. And so this should bode well for question 11 then. Kevin gets the first shot. Name either of the two pitchers tied for regular season wins on the 2023 Texas Rangers. Carlos Ortega as a completely made up name. <laughs> Appreciate the creativity, but it is not a correct answer. Side note, I'm not seeing Camping World tied to any bowl game as a title sponsor. Times must be tough for the camping industry. Can I wait for... Oh, go ahead. Rob Gronkowski is listed as a title sponsor for the bowl game. Just Rob Gronkowski. Anyway. That replaced the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl? Yes. 
<laughs> I mean, the Fenway Bowl is just sponsored by Wasabi. All right. Shannon trying to name one of the Rangers' top two pitchers in wins. Jacob DeGrom. We were looking for Dane Dunning, who I've never heard of, and the more famous one who's had a great postseason, Nathan Eobaldi. So, see? We learn on this show. And getting to question 12, the final one of the lightning round, Shannon's going to get a shot at two points. Name the current NBA journeyman who is the last player to lead the NCAA in scoring in back-to-back years. It's a fun question. Lead the NCAA in scoring. So what it let's let's have a clarifier here. What does it mean to be a journeyman? He has played on a lot of teams, and he's been good enough to stick around the league, but he's never quite been a superstar. How many is a lot of teams? Fewer than Jeff Green, but more than three. Okay. But you say not a superstar, so that that has me questioning myself. Um. There are so many people that are that have been around a long time that are good players, but I'd consider I'd consider all three of my first guesses to be superstars at some point in their career. So I need to go off the board and and think about somebody else. Two times NCAA. So that means they played in college. They probably played Hmm. Grayson Allen. You are on the right track, but the wrong guy. Mm. A, lot of, a lot of similarities, I think, between the two. Side note, this is not the answer, but some guy named Taylor Coppenrath was the leading scorer in 2005. Um, 99 to 2000, Marcus Pfizer had the most points. I don't think people appreciate how great he was in college. Probably fair. So to put this in perspective, the best guys typically have 800 to 900 points in a season. In 1970, Pete Maravich scored 1,300. That's wild. I thought it was. He's probably not the answer for this question, though. Um, drawing so many blanks because... It, Initially, I would have gone with a smaller school guy because it seems like the leading scorers from a smaller school, but I don't think that's the answer here. Um, let's go with multiple years, though. I have no idea. There was a clue I was going to give, but I thought it would make it far too easy, so I'll throw it out there. This player has Iowa ties. Maybe that wouldn't make it as automatically easy as I thought. Uh, Doug McDermott. There it is, Dougie McBuckets. Wow. It's not who I was thinking. Should have been a lot easier, though. That's like so if, I, if I said the Iowa thing, I thought that would make it too simple. Let's let's review the teams that he has played for. Uh, Bulls. Bulls are drafted, right? No idea. Yeah. I thought he started with Probably the Bulls. Hoiberg was still there. Oh, just kidding. He was drafted by Denver, 11th overall, and then traded to Chicago right away. So. Spent three years with the Bulls and got traded. Are you guys guessing or am I telling you? No, you're telling Spurs? us. Okay. I don't know who else. Started with the Bulls for three years, got traded to OKC in that probably after the game Shannon didn't go to. Then uh, he was sent to the Knicks for a brief amount of time, went to Dallas for an even shorter amount of time, had a good little run with the Pacers as kind of a you know role-playing, go get... His whole career has been basically go eat up minutes and get 10 points a game kind of guy. 
And then he, so three years with the Pacers and then three years with the Spurs, where he's currently four games into the year, averaging 15 points. So there you go. There's the career of Doug McDermott. One, two, three, four, five, six teams in 10 years. Okay. And probably many millions of dollars for that. He was born in Dakota. Right. I don't know that he'll have to buy a drink in Omaha. Oh, yeah. We never mentioned that. Just playing for Creighton when he scored all those points. Where his dad's the coach and they're supposed to be like an elite eight team. All right. How much, what do you think Doug McDermott's career earnings are in millions? 37. Okay. It's a pretty good guess. I'd probably say 40 just to be a round number, but. Okay, so combine your two answers. Nah. What? <laughs> According to Spotrack, 10 seasons, 73.2 million he's earned. His his deal with the Spurs, he's getting basically 14 million a year. Jeez. <laughs> Again, to play, you'd get 10 points a night and play 15 minutes. I suppose, let's see, what did Niang just signed for you. He gets like seven million a year or something like that. So, Niang would give you stuff. more than McDermott. But but he's Niang gives you like six six points a game unless he makes four threes. But the Spurs he also don't have anybody. Corner. Spurs are just all young guys that they're just they're so they can afford to pay McDermott more. Yeah, I suppose. All right, so we head into our we head into our final round here. I'm trying to save some time for some general sports talk at the end. But we've got Shannon with a 12 to 6 lead right now, but plenty of opportunities for Kevin to come back in this one. Now, the way this is going to work is we have four questions. Each one of them has five possible points. And the four categories is NFL running backs and their draft, Major League Baseball Hall of Fame, a standard of this round, professional wrestling, and NCAA football championship teams. So tried to go a little bit easier, a little bit more in your guys' wheelhouse, and then pro wrestling. So since Shannon has the lead, you get to pick which questions Kevin answers first, and this will follow the same rule. Uh, So if Kevin doesn't get all of them, Shannon gets a chance to steal. All answers are worth one point. The person going first, you get two strikes. If you get your two strikes before you get all five answers, the other person gets a shot at it. So I pick his category. Yes. Pro wrestling. (laughs) He'll pick two for Kevin. He'll pick two for you. All right, Kevin, just name me any five wrestlers currently signed to AEW. (laughs) AEW. Five of them. That would would be in the A section of Encyclopedia Britannica. A section. All right. Give me a second here to find the A section. Um, AEW doesn't sound to be real enough to have contracts. AEW. I am not going to answer any of those people. There's like a, without saying Joe five times. I will include Ring of Honor as well because the same guy technically owns both. So there's like 150 wrestlers if you'd like to. No, I would not like to. No. <laughs> All right, so Shannon, you can add some points if you'd like to try to name again. There's five five possible answers. I mean, there's a hundred possible answers, but if you give me five, you get two strikes before your turn's over. Roman Reigns. Uh, that is strike one. And uh, Brett the Hitman Hart. <laughs> uh, strike on that one as well. Okay, I'm so, out. <laughs> some of the some of the bigger names for the the fans out there. MJF is their world champion. Uh, Christian Cage is there. Edge, also known as Adam Copeland, is there. Adam Cole is there. Uh, for tag teams, we would have accepted the acclaimed. Chris Jericho is there. That's one of the bigger names. Brian Daniels. Chris is there. Jericho. Co- How old is, old is he? he and Edge? What are their ages? They are both about fifty to fifty-five. So Edge, 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 Christian, and Chris Jericho are all there. See, I knew you guys would know somebody. Oh, they also have Jeff and Matt Hardy. Of course they do. John Moxley, Jeff Jarrett. Kenny Omega. Jake the Snake. He's there. Is he alive? He's dead. It wouldn't be so the funny Undertaker's if you weren't correct. dad is there. Jake Roberts is like a backstage producer or trainer guy. 
double H, the younger <laughs> cousin to Triple H. One of these days, I'll get you guys uh, to get some points on pro wrestling. So those are big old goose eggs all around on that one. So, Kevin, you get to pick Shannon's categories. You've got N- uh, NFL. Whatever the baseball one was. That one. <laughs> so, the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame was founded in 1936. Name the five inductees of the original class. Honus Wagner. Honus, one. I think there's three easy and two moderately hard ones, depending on your baseball not obsession. Um, Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth, there we go. Ty Cobb. Hi, Cobb. Nice. I think you got the three that would I consider the easier ones. Um, Quick side note, Jeff Green has earned $92.2 million in 16 seasons. And I'm out of guesses. All right, Kevin, a shot for two points here to chip away at the lead if you want to go for either of them. Joe Jackson. I imagine they didn't let him in. Uh, Tommy DeVito's made 667000 so far in his career. No, I don't got anybody. These were kind of the two early great pitchers. You had Walter Johnson and Christy Mathewson. I can definitely have heard of those guys way more than anyone that plays for the Rangers <laughs> within the last 10 years. Right. That's, I thought about just like name a Ranger and just name a Diamondback. Did you... Did uh, Shannon? Did you catch the uh, DP show name a ranger game? Um, I think I did. What? Well, I think I heard one. It was like, no, it wasn't name a ranger. I think it was like Diamondback, Arizona Coyote, or like something else. But may I? I guess I. I can't yeah, that's say. That's what. That's kind of what this game was. It was probably like last Friday or Thursday. It was, okay. They gave a name. I had to say if it was Texas Ranger or New York Ranger. Um, oh, that's what it was. Yep, you're right. Yeah. And at the end, they said Chuck Norris for Texas Ranger. <laughs> yes, that was pretty good. All right, Shannon, with a pretty commanding lead here, a chance to build on it. Uh, Kevin... So Shannon's picking for Kevin on this one. You have NFL running backs in their draft or NCAA football champions. NCAA, uh, the running backs in their draft one. All right. Name the first running back drafted in each of the last five NFL drafts. Bijan Robinson. Hey, Bijan Robinson, 2023. Brees Hall. There we go. Here you did get those two pretty quick. Let's go with um, Najee Harris. Nice pull. Najee Harris in 2020. 2021, sorry. Um, These were all first-round guys except for Brees Hall, who was a second-rounder. Random side note. So we're at 20, so now we're back to 2020. Yes. Um, Let's go with 2020. Um, 2020. 2020 draft. Lots of guys I'm thinking of would have been more, farther back than 2020. This kind of gap period there that... Who was, um, let's see here. Who was the Rams running back for a couple of years? I pick him. Marshall Fall. Uh, <laughs> not that many years. Um, you can you can skip to 2019 if you know that one. Twenty nineteen, the answer is Jonathan Taylor, an answer to one of these questions? He is not. Well, you know, he's a little he should have been drafted before the guy who was drafted ahead of him. 2019 is tricky because it was two running backs back to back. I think they're two very different styles of running back. They went back to back in the both. So both answers, 2020 and 2019, were later in the first round. 
both went to the AFC. Take too long to keep thinking about this. Yeah. Final answer. All right, Shannon, shot to steal. Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Wow, got that. The Chiefs, for some reason, unless you want to say it's system fit, but yes, took him over Jonathan Taylor and other people, but mostly Jonathan Taylor. Josh Jacobs. Dang, how did you go? Just just for fun bonus, who was drafted immediately after Josh Jacobs? I don't even have a guess. And then I believe tore his ACL immediately upon entering the league. Travis Etienne. So. All right. So that leaves us with the four, the final question of the night, NCAA football. In college football, you can win a championship. You can also claim a national championship, even if other people don't agree with you. So name five of the eight teams who claimed national titles in Division I football in the 1980s. There's eight. You only have to give me five. Penn State. There's one. I actually thought that'd be one of the harder ones. Nebraska. There's strike one. Nebraska got their first one in 94. Don't tell their fans that. They've won each one since 63. What do they got? 94, 95, 97? Maybe some back in the history of time. 71, I guess. So we got one right and one strike so far. Penn State did have two, by the way. I never clarified that. And 82 and 86. Florida State. It's incorrect. Their first one was 93. Miami. Let's see, Miami is a correct and steal there. So they had 83 and 87. BYU. BYU, nice. 84. How many total we had then? Four. So you've got Penn, you got Penn State, SMU, and BYU so far. Well, he didn't get SMU. SMU. There you go. There's <laughs> SMU. <laughs> I think I was thinking BYU and reading SMU, and it didn't work out. Oh, yeah, I would have gotten SMU though. Sure, we'll get you're far enough behind. I'll let it slide. You had, so you got four. You've gotten four of them so far. Um, Notre Dame. Notre Dame in 88. So we're looking for... For three, is that right? One. Yeah, one, two, three. Okay. Still three left. Um, the 80s. Does he just need one more to get the point? One more to get the point or, you know, all three for fun because you're far enough ahead and I like the drama. The 80s. Let's go with Clemson. Clemson. Nice. nice. Get, I thought there'd be another one of the tough ones. 81, Clemson and SMU both claimed it. All right, so there's two left. Shannon has a three-point lead. If you guys just want to throw out there, just for fun, who we think the other two are, unless Shannon just looked them all up. I did not. I was scrolling. Um, I think Oklahoma is one of them. There you go. Oklahoma in 85. And the other the team we're missing is 1980. If I remember right, they maybe had one of the best running backs in the history of college football. When Kevin said Miami, it reminded me of Jimmy Johnson. Which then I was like, oh yeah, Barry Switzer came after Jimmy Johnson and Barry Switzer was famous in Oklahoma and that's why I thought of that. Why did he go from Oklahoma to Miami? He didn't. He went from Oklahoma to the Cowboys. Oh, yeah, that's a, I see what you're saying. So they had a really good running back in 1980. Like, maybe one of Heisman. 
maybe one of the Heisman. Like a Georgia running back? It might have been a Georgia running back. Georgia, 1980, Herschel Walker. The Cowboys may have traded their whole team for him. Let's. So we got a little bit closer there. Their whole team. That's who it was. So at the end, Shannon once again standing tall, 18 to 16. Kevin could have just named like three AEW wrestlers. Solid would have taken. Would have changed the whole game. But now you know Chris Jericho's there and Edge is there. So anyone that like was in wrestling in the late 90s, early 2000s. That yes. should have been a strong point for me. Sting is there. They just they just brought in Ric Flair to do some publicity. Of course, yeah. <laughs> Diamond Dallas Page has been there. Still no Goldberg sightings. So congratulations to Shannon. I think you're up like five to three on this trivia that one of these days I'll keep track on. It's a good feeling that like Kevin knows everything there is to know about sports. And so to be able to win some trivia is quite an accomplishment. Yes, yes, it is. Uh, also, congratulations to the Texas Rangers as we are recording this. They did seal it in game five. Lights out defense, mostly in the World Series. 5-0 to zero to this one. A lot of big name veterans that even though people don't know them, uh, Marcus Semien, Max Scherzer, and then uh, Seeger there kind of the big names they've brought in to go with some of these young guys, Josh Jung, a fun little Cinderella story. We've had a lot of, I need to look at this for a future episode. It feels like we've had a lot of little engine that could stories in sports this year. Uh, speaking of, because I haven't got to talk NASCAR in a while, Shannon, what's happening with NASCAR? Is there like a champion race this weekend? Yeah. Final four. Um, so we, we do a pick at the beginning of the year and I've got two drivers in the final four. I'm really excited about that with, um, William Byron, William Byron and Kyle Larson. And, and I've, as the playoffs have gone on, Christopher Bell is kind of the dark horse who last year made the final four. He's in it again. And then, um, Ryan Blaney has really come on strong these past few weeks. So if you're looking for a rooting interest, root for Ryan Blaney, uh, just, a, a all American dude, and has been racing forever from a racing family. But I'm I think I have our, our competition locked up with two guys in the final four of of uh Byron and Kyle Larson. Kyle Larson's the best driver in NASCAR, but I'm gonna be rooting for Ryan Blaney in the story. Christopher Bell's another great story because of last year finishing near the top and making it again like he's he's been consistent and so there's not really anybody you don't like in the final four uh some of those guys got knocked out earlier so really four likable drivers um if you're like i really don't want one to win it's probably william byron he's one of those that kind of has had everything handed to him um however it's not like he's unlikable um we think of some of the guys that are just that are in NASCAR that you don't really like as people. Um, none of these guys fit that mold. And so uh, final race in Phoenix uh, coming up this weekend for the title. Um, rooting for Ryan Blaney. Uh, the winner or best finisher of those four is going to be the champion for NASCAR this year. Is that like, is that automatically set? They all just start with the same amount of points, no matter how they did. They just have to make the four. And then it's like, they all Correct. start with the exact same. So I was thinking, yeah. like, wait, how do they all have simultaneous points unless it's gimmicked to start them all the same? It is. So, like, when the playoffs start, the top 16, they automatically gain, they're automatically up, like, a 1,000 points. So they can't be caught. Like, it's mathematically impossible for them to be caught. Well, then you whittle it down to, like, the final 12 and the final 8, and and then you just keep giving these people more and more points, like a thousand more points and a thousand more points. And so I think they're up to like 5,000 points for the final four and everybody else is at like 3000 or something silly, but they can't be caught, but they're all starting the race with the exact same point tally. And as we go through stages, like stage points are going to be huge because if one of them doesn't win the race, then it's truly on the best finisher with the stage points factoring in. Yeah. And Kyle Larson's the only one here who has a title, right? Yep. 
still getting used to all these. I guess they're not the new guys anymore. They're the standards at William Byron and Christopher Bell and Ryan Blaney are just the guys. I have to get used to Logano and Bush and Harvick and Keselowski being the old dudes now. But just just for the sake, I'll go with Ryan Blaney. Feels like a guy who worked his way up and did all the dirt track and sprint car and all that. So I'll take Ryan Blaney. It's my pick. I hope you're right. Kevin? Yes, pick him. I like <laughs> that there's, um, you know, newer guys, kind of up there guys that haven't been at the top. For, it seemed like there's that long stretch that you got when you got finally got past, like the Jeff Gordon era of same few guys always up there and so seeing some new new names and even if they're not the guys that win it it's fun seeing newer guys you know up there at the top in the sport all right well keep an eye on that we've got sunday afternoon at phoenix for that changing it up used to be miami and i think they've kind of settled on phoenix here for the last few years so take a break from football go see who our nascar champion is going to be go ryan blaney uh, is there any football this weekend that we need to give a moment to? Boston College at Syracuse. Oh, we need a whole week to break down Boston College at Syracuse, so we better just skip that. Ooh, UConn's going to so go to Boston Tennessee. College Kevin. becoming bowl eligible this week is that is that where they're at? They have five wins. UConn at Tennessee. It's exciting, I'm sure. So UConn is not at five wins. UConn, not yet. Whatever the line can get to five. Whatever the spread is, I'm going to take Tennessee to cover. So I think a decent slate here. We're kind of figuring out the who the haves and have-nots are in college football. K-State at Texas. Notre Dame at Clemson. We'll see if Clemson has any life left, if they can get things going. Missouri at Georgia, sneaky good game. Oklahoma and Oklahoma State in Bedlam for the last time as Big 12 foes. I'm trying to see where else is on here. Of course, we had the rankings come out this week. The very curious having Ohio State at number one. I'm sure there's some master plan there. Washington and USC for your Pac-12 after dark. And then a big night game, LSU and Alabama, always a huge matchup. So wonderful slate of college games, at least for at least for what I'm seeing. I like a lot of these matchups. I'm excited about the Iowa State game. I'll be at that. They get to play Kansas. Both teams playing really well. Kansas with a huge win at Oklahoma last week or against Oklahoma last week, I should say. Um, the hope for me and every other Iowa State fan is that the Kansas players are still drinking and, and are supremely hungover come Saturday so that Iowa State does have a chance in that game. I do feel like that's that's the matchup you want is after the, the still being elated from the Oklahoma game and not being focused for this one. I feel like Kansas doesn't do well in Ames. I don't know if that's a fact, but it just feels like, I mean, they're Kansas, so they never do well, but it feels like they extra struggle when they come to Iowa State. Hopefully that's the case. And then NFL side, Tennessee at Pittsburgh. And I think it's curious that Germany in their first ever game gets the Dolphins and Chiefs, which is a fantastic game. It'll be like at 7 a.m. for those of us in America. But they send these garbage games to England forever, and then Germany's first game gets Miami and Kansas City. Oh. Fun for the people in Frankfurt, maybe not so fun for the players, but fun for the fans there to see two of the best teams. A lot of eh, matchups this week, but you do have the marquee matchup, Sunday night football, Bills versus Bengals. And for those who have been listening may know this, but for our new people, that is the Shannon versus Kevin matchup. And it's become pretty riveting in the last couple of years as these two teams have risen from the doldrums. So I, I fully expect a lot of hostility from you two on Sunday night. Oh, absolutely. So one thing I'm reminded of, we did our draft episode this spring, and Kevin was going to take Osiris Torrance in the first round for the Bills. They ended up getting him in the second round. So, like, they're already five points ahead of the Bengals going into the game. That was a pretty smart move. Uh, Trade deadline. They need a tight end, but it's worked out. He's the only healthy tight end on the roster. Dalton Kincaid. You only need one when he's the best in the league. <laughs> You're not wrong. All right. Anything else we need to touch on on this week's show? Nope. Well, thank you all for joining us. We like doing the trivia. I think it's fun to play along at home and see how you all do and stack up against these guys' scores. We'll get 
Shannon and Kevin back on here, hopefully sometime this fall and just do regular sports. Once we have college basketball, college football, NBA, hockey, NFL, so much to get to. We thank you all for joining us. We will see you next time. 